0: Welcome to Created Terrain," to a production of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. I'm Cal Beisner, President of the Cornwall Alliance. Anyone who takes religion seriously understands that it ought to shape how we think about everything, literally everything. But there's a big risk to that. If we're not very, very careful, we can wind up putting a religious imprimatur on ideas that, on closer examination, turn out harmful whether to our own religious principles or in other ways. That's what concerns me about a strange event that took place during COP27, the 27th Conference of the Parties of the Framework Convention on Climate Change under the United Nations. This was the Global Climate Summit in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, which began earlier in November and will end presumably by the end of the month an interfaith group of religious leaders calling itself the Sinai Climate Partnership and promoting climate repentance, gathered on a mountain in the Sinai Peninsula to read the, quote, Holy Land Declaration on Climate Change, unquote, a document formulated in 2011 by the Multifaith Council of Religious Leaders of the Holy Land, and the newly drafted Ten Principles of Climate Repentance. One can watch the Climate Repentance ceremony in two videos posted by climaterepentance.com. Six organizations make up the Sinai Climate Partnership the Interfaith Council for Sustainable Development, the Elijah Interfaith Institute, the Peace Department, the United Nations Faith for Earth Initiative. Gigawatt Global, a multinational energy company specializing in solar energy, and Adam Teva Vadin, an Israeli environmental advocacy group. The Times of Israel reported the idea was hatched up in the run-up to COP27 by solar energy entrepreneur Yosef Abramovitz and David Miron Wapner, who chairs the Jerusalem-based Interfaith Center for Sustainable Development. In an act designed to recall Moses' smashing of the stone tablets bearing the Ten Commandments when he descended from Mount Sinai to discover the Israelites worshipping a golden calf, Abramovitz, president of Gigawatt Global, after reading the Ten Principles for Climate Repentance, smashed two tablets on the ground. We look down to Sharm el-Sheikh and we're not satisfied— Abramovitz said, with reference to the climate summit that had finished its first week in the seaside resort near the southern tip of the Sinai Peninsula. The clear intent was to say that the government representatives gathered for COP27 weren't doing enough to fight anthropogenic climate change. Did Abramovitz, a Jewish man, recognize the irony in his action? Moses smashed the stone tablets in anger at the Israelites' apostasy from the faith of Yahweh, their God, who had delivered them from slavery in Egypt. Their worshipping the idol was syncretistic, trying to weave together the religion of Yahweh and the polytheistic religion of Egypt. But the Sinai climate partnership is nothing if it is not a syncretistic wedding of modern Judaism with other religions. ClimateRepentance.com, a website created to promote the event, lists participants who are Jewish, Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Anglican, mainline Protestant, Mormon, Muslim, Buddhist, and Hindu, among others. As a Christian, I am appalled that anyone who would claim to be a Christian would be involved in the Sinai Climate Partnership. It isn't that Christians cannot cooperate with non-Christians in various endeavors— The problem is when they do it as an expression of their religious convictions, knowing that the representatives of other religions are doing the same. Religious syncretism trivializes doctrine and violates the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, what are the ten principles for climate repentance? Here they are. They're brief and simple. 1 we recognize human responsibility to love and protect nature. Two, we must treat all of life with reverence. Three, we must care for each other and the planet. Four, we recognize that we are responsible for the well-being of all life today, as well as for future generations. Five, a disciplined spiritual life is helpful in overcoming the challenges of climate change. Six, use thought, speech, and action only for the good. 7. The human person is benefited by the ongoing effort to purify, raise, and transform himself in in view of a higher vision. 8. Act knowing that every action counts. 9. Take seriously the lessons and observations that humanity has reached by application of its mind in scientific study and through common reason. And 10 be sensitive to the intolerable insecurities and injustices in which so many of our fellow humans live. Now, one would expect some pretty hard-hitting stuff from this big effort by nearly 50, quote, leaders, unquote, of the various religions represented, but these, quote, principles, unquote, are so vague and broad that, frankly, any passionate activist of the climate alarmist perspective could embrace them. And so could any passionate activist of the climate realist or climate skeptic perspective, so long as they didn't have any serious religious convictions. So it appears that religious conviction wasn't the primary driving force behind the event and its quote, principles, unquote. Neither, it appears, was any commitment to climate science. The principles are equally compatible with every imaginable perspective on climate change. What really drove the effort, then? Various reports indicate that Abramovitz, the man who smashed the tablets in imitation of Moses, is the prime mover behind the event and the Sinai Climate Partnership. How seriously does he take his Jewish faith? Well, he's married to Susan Silverman, a rabbi in Reform Judaism. According to Wikipedia, Reform Judaism is, quote, "...also known as liberal Judaism or progressive Judaism," unquote. And as Reform Rabbi John L. Rosevey explains, one needn't even believe in God to be a Reform Jew. Well, just who is Yosef Abramovitz? Well, he founded Arava Power Company and was its president from 2006 to 2013— Arava Power develops photovoltaic solar energy fields in Israel. Since 2011, he has also been CEO and president of Energia Global Capital, a company that finances green energy projects in sub-Saharan Africa that would be primarily solar and a bit of wind. Now, if Abramovitz were president of an oil, gas, or coal company it arranged for a publicity stunt opposing what was going on in the climate summit— Media everywhere would have screamed conflict of interest, but you don't find that in reports about the Sinai Climate Partnership. There's a little more about Abramovitz's background that's also relevant to understanding the aims of the Sinai Climate Partnership. Abramovitz earned his bachelor's degree from Boston University in 1986, studying under Howard Zinn, the socialist historian and philosopher whose stridently anti-American People's History of the United States, one of the most widely used textbooks on American history, indoctrinated two generations of college students in socialism and communism. He later earned his Master of Arts in Magazine Journalism from Columbia University Graduate School of Journalism, a notoriously left-wing, progressive socialist institution, Neither of these degrees sets him up as an expert on climate science or on energy engineering or energy economics or anything else related to, well, what's supposedly going on at COP27. Now, I'm not saying all the religious leaders involved in the Sinai Climate Partnership are socialists, though one strongly suspects most are or that they bring to their action the same conflict of interest abramovitz does as president of a solar energy company but what i am saying is that they were duped into putting their religious imprimaturs onto an event the real purpose of which was anything but christian or jewish or muslim or buddhist or hindu Its real purpose was to further the socialist goals of the climate alarmist movement while furthering the financial aims of its prime mover, and its relevance to climate alarmist and actual stewardship of the earth is approximately zero. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. To learn more, come to cornwallalliance.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletters and visit the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation on Facebook and YouTube and follow us at Cornwall Stewards. That's at Cornwall Stewards on Twitter.